Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk 2020 NFL Draft Rookie Running Backs. Pretty excited about this one, and there's some hate to go around. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Hey, welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show again. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Hux could not hear. He could lost, not hear. Yeah. lost his hearing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So welcome again. I hope again. you're okay. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, Hux. Thank you. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Face, little Facebook stuff going on. Uh, so welcome. We're going to talk about rookie running backs on this show. It's me, Bark. To my left, as always, is Arms. Good morning. And to my right, as always, is Hux. Yeah, buddy. It's kind of nice Nice to say, as always, to my right, yeah. is Hux. Not Bubba, not – who else have we had on here? Lambert. Who else has been in – Lambert. Six, seven, Lamb. Well, yeah, Lambert. He's meh. He's, he's a staple, just not the staple. It's been about it for quite a while. Probably a year? Yeah, ba- well, Bauer. When did Bauer Yeah, but Bauer, Bauer was never uh, – he was always acro- – he was across the table from you once. That's true. He was yeah. never, never to my right. So – all right, so we're going to talk some rookie running backs. We've been cramming, watching film. I've got I I was a little more surprised digging deep on this. Which, granted, I've got eight hucks. You said you have eight. Yep. I, I've got ten. Got ten. Okay, so so whatever running got, backs. Last couple guys, to be honest with you, they're kind of like eh, I'm just looking, and I'm like, hey, I like this guy. Yeah. Another one's like, yeah, I, mean, I kind of like this bottom, guy too. My seven and eight could be interchanged with some guys I don't have even wrote yeah. down. Yeah, I, I I felt that there was like a very strong two tiers, but I haven't watched tape on anyone past about nine. I so, agree with you. So I'm thinking there's probably going to be a sleeper or two uh, that sneaks in. I know one guy I'm wanting to knock out of my top eight completely, but I haven't got far enough in the tape. So I went with kind of the consensus uh, top five to eight. So that being said, anything before we dig right in? Uh, I mean, nothing crazy in the world of sports right now. No. Um, no. I, I can't think of anything. Ryan Newman, uh, good to see he survived. Walked away that, with, like, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I nuts. apparently that guy's got a, a wicked <laughs> highlight reel of insane crashes. But, of course, when you're going 200 miles an hour, your crash is going to be insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that looked like, I mean, it looked like the worst of the worst. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a crazy thing, like. And of course, it's been 19 years now. When yeah. Dale Earnhardt died, it didn't look that bad. No, but, and they've you got to give you know, NASCAR credit for the uh, you know how far they've come with their safety. So improvements, yeah. But yeah, so. I mean, well, uh, that all came down to the Hans unit. Now it's a requirement, not a you know an option. So yeah, yep. So yeah, what what did Ryan Newman escape with? I don't know. I, I, I know that I know that he was. I like, never had a broken rib. I, just, I, don't I, don't, know. I didn't see any like official like injury but i mean it's like probably just bumps and bruises man wow i mean he's he's not racing this weekend but i mean i, I, I don't know if i'd ever race again but whatever. i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised to see him back next weekend i mean i mean maybe like ricky bobby like oh! <laughs> Dude, those guys are wired different yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy and, and until he comes you know face to face with a cougar inside of a, a locked vehicle <laughs> it's gonna it could be a while but you know maybe his dad will put a cougar in his car and 
who knows? So how do you guys want to start? Do we want to go through our number ones on through, or do we want to go with what seems to be the consensus one and work our way down that way? We haven't talked much today. We, we miss each other. So we don't know how we're starting, but we know what we got. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't care. However you guys want I mean, to do I think it. the top three is the it, same. Yeah. yeah. Interchangeable. Some order. Well, I'll, how about I start Maybe. with. Very, 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 very slightly off. But How off. about I start with uh, where NFL mock drafts have yep. guys going? So we start at the top with DeAndre Swift in that sense. That's the guy I've seen most commonly put in round one. Uh, I've seen a couple other guys sneak in around one, but I've seen more mocks than not with DeAndre Swift yeah. as the only first round running back. I'll let I'll arms take it away and I'll come in last. So um, he's obviously a phenomenal talent. Uh, here's my my knock against him. I'll just go ahead and get the knock out of the way against top talent or top uh, programs. He didn't do great. He never had like showcase games. Um, Auburn, 106 yards. Uh, this is the at the time of playing top 25. So Auburn, 106 yards. Florida it took 25 carries to get to 86 yards, and then Notre Dame he had 98 yards. Uh, he never had a 200 yard game. Um, in maybe maybe he had one. No, he never had a 200 yard game in 2019. I only say that because some of the other guys had you know several of them. Right. Um, Yards per carry, he's ridiculous. Yeah, it was good. Whenever I say he never had a 200-yard game, he also never had 200 carries in a season. Right. All right, His uh, this last season I think was his career high of yeah. like 196. Yeah. And granted, he didn't have those other backs ahead of him like he did early on in his career in Chubb and Sony. Yeah, that's uh, – I was going to get into the stats there. So average 6.2 yards carried this season, 1,216 yards, seven touchdowns, throwing in another 24 receptions for 216 and one. Pretty natural at pass catching. Like he looked the, out of all the guys, he probably looked the most um, ready to win a one-on-one matchup against a, a uh, like a nickel corner or or safety. Yeah. Let me add something to your comment there. His freshman year, he actually was the team's leading receiving back over Chubb and Michelle. So. Yeah. Um, that, going through the stats, though, it's crazy because uh, last year, thousand forty-nine yards, ten touchdowns. Oh, by the way, they had Elijah Holyfield. I forgot about Elijah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Easy to do now. Yeah, I no doubt. Um, his freshman year with Chubb and Sony Michelle. Lit, I mean, two really good running backs who are doing well in the NFL even. Six, still 618 yards um, and three touchdowns. I mean, granted, some of those had to do with blowouts, right? That's yeah. the reason he gets on the field. So who is he get run, running those yards up against? But, I mean – He's overall an, an excellent running back. Um, seemed to break weapon. off. Go ahead. He's a weapon. That's oh, yeah. I... Seemed to break off uh, a lo- long play every game. Seven uh, seven games with at least one play over 30 yards. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I've got on him. Hucks? Um, pretty much the same. I mean, he's got, he's got a great burst. He's great vision. He's patient runner. Um, he's a good pass blocker. So, he, he should be a three-down back. Mm-hmm. Um He's never been a you know a workhorse back. I mean, but so I mean he's he's limited on his carries, which could be a good thing. So is Josh Jacobs. Do you think That's he'll be saying. a workhorse back at the next level? I mean, I think he has the ability to be a workhorse back. I mean, obviously it's going to depend on what team he goes to. But I mean, I definitely could see him being a twenty touch guy between you know carries and receptions. But I mean, he's definitely got a total package. Um, the only real knock I have on him, and he's not he's not great in short yardage goal line mm-hmm. situations. 
I mean, I don't really don't have much other negatives on him. There's also a little question mark about his health. I mean, he had a shoulder injury at the end of the year. Yeah, there's uh, a little bit there. Toward the other two, two or three top guys yeah. don't have that. Right. I've got to add. I'll add to your cons, which is where you kind of ended. Like he, he is a capable. He's capable in pass protection, but he's not really great in pass pro yet. We could probably attribute a little bit of that to the fact that he's five nine. Yeah, but he's so every other guy on but this he's list. A, he's a solid <laughs> yeah. two fifteen. So I mean, he's he, a, he is. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's capable, yeah. but but he hasn't quite gotten there yet. Uh, not a ton of weaknesses. I mean, that, that offensive line, you could kind of say, you know, let's see what happens when he gets behind a weaker offensive line in I the NFL. About that. that could be one thing. But but as far as the pros, the great thing about this draft is you go through, you know, the running backs and wide receivers, and it. You got to go down the list a little bit before you start getting into a bunch of cons. I mm-hmm. mean, these the reason yeah. these guys are going pro is because most of their abilities are pros, yeah, and rather than cons. So DeAndre Swift, I, I've changed the direction is absolutely phenomenal. He's extremely shifty. He's got the speed, long ball speed included. He's not going to get caught from behind. His vision is excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can stop on a dime, cut it a completely different way. We saw a lot of plays where it was designed to go one way or the other, and he changed the play Mm -hmm. based on what he saw with his eyes. Acceleration doesn't take him long at all to hit that next gear. Uh, Like Arm said, he does have hands, his feet, his patience. A little bit Le'Veon Bell-like behind the line. I thought about that. Sometimes to his detriment, sometimes it's a little too much, which you could possibly put in the weakness category. We might see... I Don't take this literally, but I mean, we might see a Barry Sanders-like uh prime from him where he will either get tackled for a loss or bust one yeah so i mean that's to me he's he's got that kind of talent i hate saying that because it's barry sanders yeah i mean it's barry would make up for it with 20 yard gain the next play yes exactly and deandre swift i think can do the same thing he might get tackled behind the line you know more than your average nfl running back but he's also going to have more long runs than your average nfl running back so i'll push back on you a little bit with that you know, yeah, it seemed like he had a lot of big plays, and I, and I cited that. You know, he only had five games of over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, only one over 150. Yeah. Now, they they were winning handily a lot, and he doesn't get a ton of carries. But uh, that shocked me for the guy who's projected to most likely be the top running back off the board. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of even with equal ish carries in some of these games, that's kind of was my knock on him. That's one of the reasons I don't have him as my number one. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's not my number one either. I've got no, him firmly not. entrenched as my two. You, you as well, Hux. You got well, him two I, I, or three. You know, when I first did my rankings earlier, had him three. I put him at two when I got done. So I mean, he's interchangeable. Two, it, three. it is, man. Like I hate to knock him down any farther than two, but it is debatable. And landing spots could be a big. I could have a lot to do with it. I will add one yeah, more. When it comes con. to when it comes to rookie drafts, it's definitely going to be landing spots. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Which, granted, I mean, if he lands in a spot with like, if he lands in the Colts, like, I'm off. I'm I'm not real keen on Marlon Mack. Like, there's there's situations he could go to that doesn't look like the best landing spot, but it ultimately could be. Oh yeah, you still want to take you all that he does could be in is Detroit. Maybe, yeah, it might just knock him down your drafts a little bit, and you're like. Absolutely, I will take him. Yeah, still got to take him with a fourth overall pick. Dang it, you know. Darn. Oh yeah. I, I do think he tries to do a little too much. There were some guys on this list that I liked some things out of them better than what he does because he does try to do too much. He does move around. 
he, he does go backwards. He has a tendency to step back and try to get around people. And I'll, I'll lead into the next guy. I'll, I'll just lead off. I tried to point. not hate on him for that. and But then I got to thinking, I'm like, man, his offensive line is just as good as everybody else's. Right. Like there's, you know, I, there's, there's a guy on my list that ranks pretty high to where you just, whenever you watched him get the ball, you're like, oh, my God. There's five guys on him, yeah. like at the handoff, and and Swift didn't have that problem, and yet there were still times he danced around behind the line a little bit too much. Yeah. So, now, anyway, go ahead. Neil Neil uh, is on the chat. He mentioned his favorite guy, even though he's been ran to death. This is my favorite guy. This is my number one. It's Jonathan Taylor, and I, the the con is right there in front of us. What what pushing the dude ran for six thousand yards in the past three years. Tons of carries. Yeah, over 900 carries. But he's only got three years, too. So let's keep he's that He's only in mind. got three it's years. It's in the Ron Dane situation. Yeah, I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of all those carries. And, and what I like about Jonathan Taylor that I didn't like about DeAndre Swift is he is always moving forward. He's shifty in his own right, but he's he's moving forward. I'll, I'll save the rest of what I got till after we go around the table. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick on Taylor. I have Taylor actually as my number two. Don't yeah, we'll have, just stick with him. Yeah. So um, career yards. So 1977, uh, 2194, and then 2003 in consecutive years. Uh, basically averaged 300 yard, 300 carries a season though. But, but dude's got a nose for the end zone. 13, 16, and 21. Um, it showed he could catch the ball a little bit this year with yeah. 26 catches. Yeah, they, last year they gave it to him a little more, and that's always encouraging. What what do we – I was down in Leonard Fournette, and turns out like he has caught some balls. Hux pointed that out on an episode. So just because oh, yeah. they don't catch the ball in college does not mean they can't. Here's no, the, it's just the style of offense that yeah. the team runs. I mean, it's not – you know, just Wisconsin the ground and pound – not really known for the throwing. So, so some interesting things about him. He has the uh, 12 200-yard games, which is an NCAA record. All right. Career 100-yard uh, games, he has 32. D'Angelo Williams has the record with 34. All right. This guy's like two games away from having his own damn Mount Rushmore. Like, he's ridiculous. The career rushing record, Donnell Pumphrey, 6405. Jonathan Taylor, 61-74 in three freaking years. In three years. Which granted a lot of running backs, you know, I don't know when Pumphrey came out, but I assume he's... About two, three years ago. Well, no, I mean, did he come out after three years? Did he, come, did he play four? It four. Okay. And he, so. it took four years for him to be, uh, which he did it about halfway through his uh, senior year, but man, it was, he beat um, Ron Dane, who held it forever. Yeah. yeah. And for those guys, we're talking 15, 1,600 yards a year. Jonathan Taylor, it's two grand. Uh, it was going to be eight thousand yards. Yeah, like he was going to have a fifteen, sixteen hundred yard lead on second place in history. Uh, this year alone, this is the incredible thing. Like to look at his stats: ten hundred yard games, five hundred and fifty plus yard games, and like one of them that I can't count. It's one hundred and forty-eight. <laughs> um, four two hundred yard games, seven uh, seven games with a play over thirty yards, and against top twenty-five competition. He had 6.2 yards of carry, 823 yards, and five touchdowns. I think he only, if I'm not mistaken, he only played five games against top 25 competition. Yeah. Like, the dude balled. He was, yeah. And there was, other than basically Ohio State, whenever Ohio State pretty much shut him down the first time they played, like, he really didn't have a bad game in a, you know, a regular game. There's, you know, some blowout games to where it's like, Oh, you know, they're up 28 points in the first quarter. Get him out. Right. 
Now, now we're not on this player, but I do want to mention some of the comments. We got Stoops, our boy Stoops, uh, Bruning from the Fantasy uh, Roundtable podcast. Those guys are saying J.K. Dobbins RB one. Don't sleep on Dobbins. We're not. Oh, Dobbins no, not is my RB one. We're definitely not sleeping He's my on him. One also. There we go. <laughs> Two guys have him as their one. I do not. But these top three again are kind of interchangeable. I, it won't surprise me if any of these three could be the guy in 2020 as far as rookies go. So I'll finish on. Uh, well, go ahead with Taylor. One thing Up. I'll say: he has the best vision. In this whole draft. I got that as well. And I do have some uh, like one-liners for each one of these running backs. I forgot. Sorry. DeAndre. No, you're good. DeAndre Swift, I got Game Breaker. That's the best way I could describe him. Uh, and now I'll get to Taylor, but go ahead, Hux. Uh, just, I got a little bit wrote down on Taylor. He's you know, he's a patient runner. He's scheme-proof. You know, he could. Mm-hmm. I think he can fit you know, any any scheme, that any system that he gets put in. Um, lower body strength is great. Between the tackle runner, one of the best at straight line burst. Uh, the only knocks I have on him, he's not that great in change of direction, and he kind of had a fumbling problem. 15 lost fumbles in 41 games. Pretty good. Uh, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. Pre- no, pretty good. Pre- pretty good, Hux, bringing the info. Yeah. Was that it on, ta- on that, yeah, Taylor? I think he might be the hardest guy to tackle. Like I, Once contact's made. I've got – I think i got one other guy ahead of him as being harder to tackle, but – for me, uh, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, I've got him. His one liner is a hard runner, subtle movements. Like mm-hmm. he he's not as shifty as DeAndre Swift on the surface. Swift makes a lot more moves that I imagine might wear him out a little more. Jonathan Taylor's moves are so slight. Mm-hmm. He's got this habit of hopping through holes, lifting a leg to miss. I mean, he's. I kind of look at him the way I looked at Samuel Debo last year. Debo Samuel got a different <laughs> position, but Debo Samuel, when he caught the ball, his first thing was to look look around him and look down to see does he need to step over somebody that's beneath him. Like he's he's got that kind of awareness, and Jonathan Taylor has that same awareness where he'll lift his leg going through the hole. That way, someone can't grab it. He'll he'll bend his hip left or right to squeeze through a, an odd space. Like he's really got some amazing body control for for a bigger running back. And he's not a bigger running back, but compared to these guys, 5'11", a little yeah. taller. So he's got a lot, a lot of wiggle for being, you know, a yeah. little bit taller than yeah, some he's, of these guys. He's, I mean, a lot of people think, you know, he's a, I mean, he's a bigger guy, but, I mean, he's... He looks like he's 6'1", 6'2". Yeah, but, and, yeah. but, I mean, he's, he's a former... I mean, he played... He did track this past year at Wisconsin yeah. for the first time yeah, in his college sl- career, he's a, but he was a track star in high school. Looks a little slim. He's going to run a four, four, so uh, you know, right under four, four, five, probably forty. I mean, the dude can fly for his size. Yeah, and and he's not bulky. He's just, I mean, he's kind of the perfect size for being five eleven. Uh, yeah. Something else I got again. He's always moving forward. He's got great balance. I love his size. Uh, the contact is great. He does not shy away from contact, but he does know how to wiggle away from it. Dude, not not dude, a lot of left or right to him either. No. A lot of north-south. No, he oh, just yeah. he's not wasting movements out there. He's finding the hole. He's contorting his body to get through it, and then he's taking off. Uh, stiff arm. Dude's got a great stiff arm. Beastly stiff arm. Hard, yeah. hard to bring down. I do have that on here. As far as cons, you know, the receiver thing, we'll, we'll wait and see. Is he going to be good out of the backfield? I think he will. James White, we fine. had the same concern. I mean, there's the same concerns. Absolutely. And now James White, that's pretty much all he yeah. does. Yeah. 
Uh, ball security, like Huck said, he, he does fumble quite a bit. That can be fixed. It can that be. That can be taught. So the mileage, obviously a worry. Pass pro, I think he'll be okay. I didn't list it as a con. I think he's going to be pretty solid at it, and that's that's one of the things that they're looking for in the NFL. Can you pass protect? You know, Are you just a runner, or can you do it all? And I, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. I'm really hoping Miami lands him second round. Yeah. If he makes it there. If he makes it there. I think think he could be there early second round. I do too. Possible. I mean, but then again, guys like Rashad Penny went in round one in the past. I didn't expect that. So won't won't shock me if he goes at the end of round one. And I I agree with you 100%. Like the mileage thing is obviously the concern. Um, But as I said, you know, there's still a year less than than a lot of these guys that had the mileage concern about them. Um, And yeah, man, he he just doesn't look natural as a pass catcher like it's almost like whenever he's catching the ball it's like he's got to stop to to secure it and go whereas a swift is like you know he understands running routes and whatnot absolutely on to uh who i've got as my number three don't hate on me he could move up the board pretty okay easily but number one running back for these guys take it away ohio state buckeyes super fan aaron arms jk dobbins <laughs> listen I, this dude's highlight reel should be on pornhub all right. I mean, <laughs> this year, it, last year it kind of sucked. I'm just going to tell you. About 1,000 yards, uh, 4.6 yards carried, 10 touchdowns. He knew he sucked. Yeah, and that's the reason he came back. Uh, this year, had averaged 6.7 yards carry, 300, 300 carries, 200, or excuse me, 2,003 yards. Identical, by the way, yards and touchdowns, 21 with Jonathan Taylor. Um, 23 receptions, basically averaging around 25 receptions a year. Um, and a touchdown or two uh, receiving a year. Seven games with uh, burst plays of over 30 yards. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This, he's the best running back Ohio State's ever had. Ooh, those are some big words. Sure is. I, I, did, I can't believe I'm saying it myself, but you look at the numbers. So 10 games this year of over 120 yards, eight over 150, six over 170. I mean, just constant great games he had six games versus top 25 even if, though you got one big year you're 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 convinced he's the best running back he has, ever had. He has he the two, record he had two for big, most he, yards in Ohio well State i mean history. okay he had two big years his, his first his, year his, this one was like his the, freshman the, year he had 1400 yards big I mean. one but yeah, uh, yeah i mean he he showed me what what i need to think he's going to be great at top level like i was never high on a beanie wells you know i wasn't high on carlos hyde i was high on zeke maurice, but, maurice claret I did like him, but I, I just didn't think he was going to be great in the NFL. It, it took the right opportunity, but I think this guy's going to do, he could play on any team and be great. Um, seems to be a little more downhill than Swift. That's what I have in my notes. Um, man, his you were you were talking earlier about uh, uh, his stiff arm, dude. There's plays, he's got a good one. There's plays of him stiff arming, and the dude the, the uh, helmet knocks back on the other guy like like he ran into a wall. Oh, but back to the top 25. Six games versus top 25. In those six games, 1,049 yards and 11 touchdowns with a 6.5 yards per carry average. Like, there was no time that he wasn't phenomenal. The games that he didn't do well in, they were up 45 points. Right. I mean, I I think one of them, he had two touchdowns, but it was 52 yards, and they won like 40 points. So... You can't hate for him not, you know, to not have a big game against I don't know, freaking Arkansas State or whoever the heck they played. Yeah, Bucks. I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, he said you know pretty much it. I actually don't even have a con wrote down. Um, 
good lateral runner. Um, I think he would possibly be best fit in a zone scheme type system. Um, he's a good blocker. He's got good hands. He's elusive. I think he's got the great, best lateral agility. You know, he's good balance, great vision. I mean, I, I just he's a total package for me. He is. I, I couldn't agree more. And it, this, this isn't an Ohio State fan. This is no, no. He's like, deserving. He, he's very deserving. I, the reason I have him at number three is just a couple small things, really small. And he could uh, he could prove me absolutely wrong, but. I considered him. I considered all three of these guys at the top. Like, man, is he the best back? In the, like, it, it is. We're splitting hairs on these oh, three yeah. guys. They're different running backs. Like, to me, Swift is the the more game-breaky, you know, flashy. J.K. Dobbins is like the next level down of flashy, but just a little bit better at being a hard runner. And then Jonathan Taylor's a hard runner, like, get out of my way. I'm I'm taking it to the house kind of guy. Yeah, it's not literally exactly flashy. Like whatever whatever entree you want is right, it's available. Yeah. It's, it's like available, yeah. Cruise ship buffet right here. And for that reason, I have uh, J.K. Dobbins, his, his one-liner on him. He's the best all-around back in this draft easily. Speed, vision. Vision's crazy with him, too. He's got great vision, really good size. What you wanted a running back, that's the size that he has. Uh, he seems a little less quick twitch than Swift and Taylor to me. Just a little bit, like he's he's fast and he's he can maneuver, he can be shifty, but there, I just see a little bit less of that quick twitch, and I pay attention to the quick twitch with a lot of those guys. Like, there's just a his movements are a little more drawn out than than Swift and Taylor. Just he impressed me with the way he contorts his body. J.K. Dobbins is right up there with him. I just a little bit less to me, yeah, just I, a tiny bit. I would I would lay money. That Dobbins in all the the quick twitch, so the lateral agility. I'll, I'll lay money. Dobbins can uh, outperform Swift. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't. I know. think he's. He'll, I think he's going to be the best of the three. Uh, well, I'm looking at com. I'm looking at this kind of combine standpoint. Like I, I think that Dobbins is. That's what I'm it. talking about. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, we're talking okay. the, the the three cone. Yeah, the, the lateral agility and the forty. I think he's going to beat beat both of them. I can't wait for the combine. We're going to find uh, out. I don't think. I don't think Dobbins will. I don't think he'll have the best forty time out of him, but that, yeah. that's that's my only concern is the forty. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the I other, mean, the lateral agility. I think he's close. going to blow both. Not only blow, blow both of them away. I think he's going to beat both of them. Neil said Eddie George would like to have a word with you, Arms. J.K. <laughs> uh, Dobbins. His pass pro does need a little bit of work. His work ethic does not. Got one of the best work ethics coming out of this class. I did notice that he can be tackled if he doesn't break away. Like if if he's against the sound tackler, like I think he can be brought down a little easier than Taylor and Swift. Swift just because he can, you know, juke out of it and this and that. But J.K. Dobbins, I do think a little bit that he that he can fall suspect to a sure tackler over the other two guys. But that being said, again, I struggled with ranking these guys. Dobbins for like probably a third probably a third for all these guys a third of the film i was watching i was like man that he could be the best back in this draft yeah and then i move on i'm like man jonathan taylor could be the best back in this man deandre it's tough so it's it's it boiled all the way down to personal preference and the personal preference on what i want on my miami dolphins team is jonathan taylor honestly next even though i don't have i have swift ahead of him i'd rather miami take dobbins because I think we need an all-around back, and I think I think Swift could 
not stand up to 25 carries a game or 20. I don't know how Miami's going to run it, whether they want a two-back system, but we'll see. That's all I got on Dobbins. I'm, this is where it gets interesting to me. Just like with the quarterbacks, we have uh, Tua and Burrow. Running backs, we got these three. And we're, then there's a drop. We're gonna. It's going to get real interesting it's, here in yeah. just a second. It, it I, is for me, too. Because I've told you who my one is, and I've told you who my two is, but my number three is not DeAndre Swift. Is it a Buckeyes backup running back? No. It's Clyde Ed- Edwards-Alaire. Oh, see, it is going to get interesting. Let's roll. So, all right. Granted, basically one season, okay? Yep. Last year, the the uh, the LSU Tigers were just an above-average team. They weren't great, and his numbers reflected it. But this year, 1,414 yards, 16 uh, touchdowns. I have 55 more receptions on that for 453 yards. So he's probably the best pass catcher out of all of them out of the backfield. Currently. Out of all three that, that we I don't know seen. if he'll end up being that, but currently, yeah. Here's what I like about him, and this is this is why I have him over Swift. He picks and chooses his spots. If he needs two yards and he sees two yards right here, that's where he goes. He doesn't try to dance around to get 10, right? So he gets what his team needs. Now, downside, he's going to get caught a little bit more from behind than the other yeah. three. Not a little bit. Quite a bit more. Oh, yeah. No, it Man, I, we're talking a tenth of a second, though, between these guys. I, I would almost guarantee it. I, I just I saw his speed taper off. Yeah, he 30, 30, 40 yards yeah. downfield. Yeah, he doesn't have – I'm going to go 30. But, I'm not even going to say 40. Yeah. 30 but, yards downfield, he, he – a step slower. But that's 30 yards downfield. And I how, get it. How many 30-yard downfield – how many times do you get 30 yards downfield in a game? Let me say 20, not, then. I'll go oh, 20. But, still, my, but 20 is a, is a big-ass game. It's a good game. Yeah. But I think that he has just a better way of picking his spot to get through the hole. And I like his decision-making making better than I do DeAndre Swift, and that's why I have him. I like his decision-making better, too. It's I, super bar close. None. It's super close, still. DeAndre Swift's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Hucks. Um, C-E-H. You know, he only had 370 career carries, so that's a plus in a way. He don't have the wear and tear. Um, he's got a good jump cut, good vision, good lower body strength, good balance. He's average at pass protection, I think. But, you know, watching in, you know, I've watched a good bit of LSU, obviously, this year, and just watching some film. He wasn't really asked to protect a lot either. No. So I mean, no, he wasn't. So I mean, that could obviously improve. Um, he's got good hands, obviously. I don't think they're the best. I mean, he had fifty-five catches, but I don't think he's a, as good of a natural pass catcher as I think Swift is better. He's probably catcher. a better route runner, though. Eh. It, it, it seems very crisp what he does. And then the con I had on him was what's already been mentioned is you know his top end speed in the open field. He's going to get caught from behind. Yeah. I, I like that Joe Burrow said he was the best athlete on that LSU team. We're talking guys like Thaddeus Moss, you know, Jamar Jefferson, Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. So to, so to say that about Edward Solaire, that's that's glowing words. It's a great job trying to get your boy drafted, huh? <clears throat> he's, he's, number, well, <laughs> he's number five on my list, by the way. He's number five on my list as well. Uh, I, I've got him as a grinder. That's kind of my one word on him, my one-liner. Uh, really good body control, good mid-body control, great balance, good pass catcher. He's built to be a bell cow. I mean, he's not he's not going to be your change of pace back. Like, yeah. you're going to want to give this guy carries. Like, he's going to grind it out for you. 
<clears throat> excuse me, he's going to grind it out for me, for you, and that that's what you want out of an NFL you know back. The right team has to draft him. A one back system needs to draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Think Pittsburgh. Yep. What what kind of fit would this guy be in Pittsburgh? He needs to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and they need to feed him like they did Lev Bell, get him uh, out of the backfield short like Lev Bell. The guy reminds me of a poor – I don't know if I'll say poor man. This is a talented class. Maurice Jones-Drew. Okay. This guy, this guy is very yeah. MJD to yeah, me. I mean, he's 5'8", so I mean, he's kind of short like Well, he's got MJD. those legs. Those yeah, legs got are those big tree legs. trunks. Yeah. They just, and the way, the way he moves even, the way he gets into the end zone – it just I saw a lot of Maurice Jones yeah, drew to his game. His pass pro needs work. I've, I've I'm kind of big on that this year. His long speed is not great. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to test very well at the combine. That's kind of a worry of mine. The one year wonder thing, kind of a worry of mine on a really really good team. Yeah, that, that's that was a, you know another concern of mine. I mean, is he just a part of this? You know, historical offense. Yeah, and I think so he's good enough. So we, yeah, I mean, it's very possible. So, but, but I, I think he's good enough to be an NFL starter. Oh, yeah, I, I, I have five guys that I would be very comfortable with as my starting running back in the NFL, and, and he's one of them. But we can make an argument against everyone. Like, so you got Justin Fields to be the, also the rushing threat to help Dobbins. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You've got, yeah, but you know, that f- amazing Dobbins offense. did it before this year, too. I know. So. But it, all, always, always they're, in they're a scheme, always right? Another, yeah. But yeah. Georgia has always been this, you know, great run first team. That's always had an amazing offensive line, and oh, yeah. by the way, has had the same quarterback for the past three years. Yeah, yeah. pretty. Who's pretty darn good. Um, <laughs> it's and, hard and to knock them. They all three okay. play on great yeah, teams. I mean, can, and then Wisconsin, hell, you know it's Jonathan Taylor. You know he's coming at you. Yeah. But you also know if he if he doesn't get five yards this carry, they're going to give it to him again and again and again. And so there's a knock on every one of these guys. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a question mark around each of them, like but, there will be every year yeah. with every running yeah. back. Except exactly. for maybe Saquon, and that didn't so far. That hasn't worked out to be. He's not the best in the world. He might be eventually, but but so, yeah, sophomore I've, slump. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I'm no, not I'm not either. Not at all. I'm just saying, like everybody. I think everybody thought, like, oh, this guy's perennial 1700 yep. yard back and 80 catches. You know, the team's not that great. So, I mean, we might see some of these guys struggle on on teams that aren't so good. But all these guys have the talent to be NFL starters. I like I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I don't I don't love him. I won't be surprised if I watch more tape and someone knocks him out of my top five. It's, so so here, but I I still like him. If Miami drafts him, I'm going to be excited because he's a good I, running back. One thing I like about him is so he might fall to the late second, late third, even. All right, yeah. so we're looking I'm at a team so. who doesn't need a running back, who has the luxury of taking him. A, you know, him going to a good team. Ended up in ended up in a great situation. Maybe he ends up being the guy who replaces a Marlon Mack, or he ends up in Houston, just out of, out of a luxury. Or Kansas pick. City, or, yeah. You know. Like I could see him end up in the best situation out of all of them, especially if there's a run on first round running backs. Yeah, yeah. Doubt. I agree. So here here's my number four. And by the way, when I say I have him as three, I think Swift will get drafted higher than him. Oh, yeah. I'm saying my opinion right, on how yeah, he's going yeah. to perform as, as a uh, as a rookie. Gotcha. That, that's that's a big one. I mean, putting him above Swift, there, there's some other people with the same opinion. I've seen a lot of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hype on Twitter, especially lately. But uh, number four, this is a guy I am more intrigued by than any of these guys. 
And the only reason I'm intrigued, I'm not he's number four for a reason. I wouldn't put him in the conversation with the top three, but I'm very intrigued to see if this is that one guy that vastly outperforms what he did in college, and it's Cam Akers. Oh, that's my number four also, Dude, buddy. Cam Akers. That's my number five. Let's, oh, I love uh, him. I'll start out because I – well, no, Hux, you know what? You, you start you out. Him you have him above Edward Jolie. He's yeah, a Florida he's, State fan. Yeah. And so I don't want to be biased, him. but yeah, but I mean – But I'm going to be. So. Let, let's hear right. it. Yeah. All right. Cam Akers, obviously Florida State's been down the last few years. What? Atrocious offensive oh. line. So to look at his numbers, last year – this this year was – I mean, numbers-wise, I mean, 1,144 yards, 14 touchdowns, five yards to carry, 30 catches, but – Behind that offensive line, one of the worst. I think in literally football. one of the worst in 130 plus college, whatever they in it, Division One. It's definitely the worst in the Power Bottom, Five. Oh, absolutely, 100. percent It's it's low. Yeah, at yeah. worst, it's low. Right. But yeah, he's. I'm really intrigued to see him in the NFL behind a good offensive line because he has all the talent in the world. I mean, this kid was a five star recruit coming out of high school. You know. Top, I'm not sure exactly what running back he was coming in. You know, top, he was two, top, top two, top two, yeah. Um, one of the inter- interesting stats I saw, uh, I think this was on Pro, Pro Football Focus, was 3.9 yards of his five yards per carry came after contact. So I mean, this kid was getting hit like as soon as he touched the fucking ball. Jesus, yeah. But, I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, look at see Clemson last three years. Yeah, <laughs> like, but dude, I mean, it is bad. He's elusive. He's he's a powerful runner. He has good balance. Um, his pass protection could use a little work, but I think it's more of a technique thing. So I think he can be coached up on that. Um, and it didn't help that you know them guys are getting through that line so quick anyway. So it's like you know I noticed that he would he would help out an extra lineman instead of you know maybe getting that blitz guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, it's something that can be worked on. Um, he he has good vision as a runner. Um, I think that'll improve with a better offensive line. How can line. you tell? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know. It, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to tell. I felt uh, like watching his his film. I felt horrible for the guy. Yeah. Like I'm not even joking. I felt horrible because like we're I'm watching games. I mean, against Clemson, and this is um, not to hijack what you're doing, but against no, top good. 25, he. Did okay other than against Clemson. Nine for 34. The previous year, he had like, it was either seven for 11 or 11 for seven. Yeah, and they got their ass whipped, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I was trying to look for something. Yeah. You, and against you're not, Clemson. You're not going to find it in that game. Well, he had some pretty <laughs> decent pass protection. Yeah. So, you're, you're knocking him, and that was, well, I looked I at mean, him like, you know what? He, he picked up the Blitz guy several times and stood some people up, but continue. Sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm almost done. He's he has the talent to be a good receiver. Um, his I know his routes, his route running isn't the best, but he, he does have he does have good hands. So I think I think he can be a three down back. Um, I absolutely do. I one thousand percent think he can be a three down back. Yeah. That's so, that's really all I got. I've but, I've something that stuck out to me immediately. Cam Akers is the smoothest runner in this class. Like he's a little bit of a strider, not a long strider, but he just kind of glides like a gazelle everywhere that he goes on the field. He's always, his eyes are all over the field. His vision might be the best in this class. In my opinion, his, everything that he does looks absolutely effortless. Like I don't even see 
I don't see crazy effort because he doesn't have to. He's one of the most intelligent running backs I've seen on tape in a while as far as his movement, patience, vision, speed. The Some of the concerns I have, though, he does run kind of upright, and he's not exactly, you know, he's not six foot, but he runs a little upright, so I do worry about him getting stood up here and there. Yeah, 5'11", 2'12". Yeah, but, but for some reason he looks like, you know, a six foot one running back out there. He looks a little Latavius Murray or mm-hmm. uh, what's Bush from Oakland. He was a little bit of an upright Michael uh, Bush. Michael Bush, yeah. So, but man, the 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 upside with Cam Akers if he gets behind a good offensive line on a good team, it's it's really kind of sky high. He yeah, bounces. The, the talent is definitely there for him. It's to, there, and yeah. he bounces off you know tackles like constantly. I'm choked up a little. Not choked up. I'm tripped up because I do not want to forget this, but our our boy Eric McGinnis said if Travis Etienne came out, where would he have ranked? So um, that, i got to get that out before, before I Before I made this list, you know, initially back in early January before you know everybody declared or came back, Etienne was my number two. I'd have him like three, four, five in that range. I would probably like have that him. interchangeable with the Lair and Swift. Yeah, yeah, he would just enter the interchangeable. I, I would have a hard time ranking him with the other three. It'd be it'd be the big four, yeah, instead of the big three for me. But I, again, I didn't spend a lot of time watching tape on him because he's not in the class. But yeah. I, I am pretty confident he'd be in my top four. I want to throw this out there about Cam Akers real quick. In high school, he was a starting quarterback. His high school, his senior season stat line in, in high school. 3,218 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, six interceptions, 2,015 rushing yards, 34 rushing touchdowns. Now, let me say, Neil Neil, <laughs> Neil says ETN, easy number one. wonder why he says that. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What, what ne- team next does year, like? you're probably right. What team does Neil like again? I don't um, All of them. All of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> let, me, let me finish okay, with Cam. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, uh, hits, dude hits holes really well. Again, that comes with the vision. I've said this a million times. This pass pro does need work, like like Hux has said. But man, this this could be that that uh, home run that you could get in the late second, early third. That this could be that home run pick where if you passed on the top three, waited around, and if you if somebody gets Cam Akers like a full round later than the last guy in the big three, that it's very possible that they get the steal of the draft. I'm that high on him. Yeah, I agree. No, I was. I agree. I think he. I think late, late seconds the highest he probably goes. I think, but I think it can definitely be a steal. So, great big playability. Five games with uh, plays of thirty plus yards. Uh, Stats definitely don't do him justice because, I mean, he may not get tackled by the first guy, but he's also losing two yards when the second guy hits him too. You know, like, and it's not his fault. And I'm straight up, it is not his fault for for those things. Yeah, it's not like he's playing with Shane Falco. But. But sometimes he takes plays off. Oh. Sometimes he gives up on a fake. So he, I don't, I don't know if he, so he doesn't get hit. Like he does not carry out a fake at all. You know, it leaves. There's a play whenever they were playing Florida that he literally just fanned a dude by him to hit his quarterback when his quarterback <laughs> was rolling out for you know a, a run. Like uh, what are you stay, doing, man? Stay healthy for the league. 
Yeah. In, like whenever they do it. That was the last game of the year. Whenever yeah. Bowl game. Yeah. He had 107 or 102 yards in that game. He, screw, he must put, put forth an effort somehow. Screw, ah, can't screw James Blackman. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in college football. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we, I, we, I, we, uh, get, we get your point. But whenever he, there's, you know, a, a fake handoff, right? You know, the he just literally goes, takes two steps and stops. Like stops. He doesn't try to, you know – Make the defense account for him. He stops and just turns around and see what the hell's going on. Like, dude, your job is to make them think you have the ball. Stop it and taking it all in so he knows what to do next time. But I saw it several times, and that's what killed me because I'm like, well, you know, they're getting beat by 30 at this point. But no, several times throughout his his, uh, tape, it's just terrible carrying out fakes. Now, with that being said, that's coaching. Yeah. All right. I think that can that's something that can be coached out of him, and that's really my knock. That's it. I mean, the guy had a lot of uh, carries for a loss, but it, you know, when you get hit by five guys, yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, hard hard to combat that offensive line. Hux, I'm curious, who do you have at six? Uh, Zach Moss. As do I. You uh, want to get, get now? I knew, uh, I knew Arms hated him. That's why I wanted to go this direction. So. Hux, lead us. Let's hear the hate last. Lead us off on Zach Moss. Um, Utah. He's five of eleven, two twenty, two fifteen, ish, ish. Twenty two is what two twenty two is what most places got him listed yeah. at. But, um, but right, he had fourteen hundred sixteen yards, uh, fifteen touchdowns, twenty eight receptions, six yards to carry. Um, great balance. He's patient runner. He's hard to take down. He's I, I, he's one of the more – I think he might be – I don't want to say the hardest guy to take down in this class, but he's, he's really elusive. Like, he's not going to get tackled by that first guy. No. Oh, you're right. No. Um, power, powerful running. He's not overly fast. He's not going to blow anybody away. Nope. Um, that was one of the knocks I had on him. But um, the, lo- the long speed is a little better than – Edwards Hilaire, in my opinion. I, no, no, he's not. I, th- I think it God, is. No, it's not. I think it is. A little bit. He's above average receiver, pass protector, good cuts, good lateral agility, great second effort, goes into you know not getting tackled. Um, I think he can be a three-down back. I'm I'm intrigued by this guy. I, I need I to watch too. more tape. From what I watch, though, I, I like him. I, I like him, too. I, I like how tough he is. Now, listen, I'm not making the comparison as, like, he's the next this guy. But he, yeah, he he's has next after Morris. He has a little bit of Derrick Henry in his game. I mean, just a, just a little bit. He's got that style I of violent he, running. I think he kind of he reminds me of Le'Veon Bell a little bit with his patient running. He kind of I don't know. He is patient, but I mean, he's whenever he's running into people, yeah. like he's just he's got this tiny bit of Henry to him. I'm not saying that's who he's going to be, but he's yeah, powerful. He don't, he don't have Henry speed. No, no, he does. He can't run. How, <laughs> how fast did Henry run? Like clocked in at like 70 miles an hour or something yeah, like that. No, something, th- something Zach stupid Moss, for being 240 pounds or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> Zach Moss isn't going to do that, but he is powerful. His speed is enough, I think, at the next level. It's not much above average for the NFL, but I think it's going to be enough. He no, I mean, he'll probably run like a four six something forty. I figured I mean, yeah. four six five. Yeah, four six four six five. But yeah, my my biggest worries one. Utah. He does have an injury history too. Uh, I didn't really look. I think he had a knee injury or something that was pretty significant. I think I might be thinking of the wrong guy here, but I, I do worry about him coming from Utah. I, I was pretty big on Devonta Booker too, and so far nothing. 
So I well, mean, that ship sailed, brother. Yeah, oh, that yeah. one's over. He's a it's free not, agent. This isn't a so far situation. He's a free agent. Okay, he's a free agent. We could see some Booker in Miami, uh, but Zach Moss. He was. How many running asked, backs you guys signing this year? Like forty-two, at least six. Uh, <laughs> he was not great in pass pro, but he wasn't asked a lot. So I think his size, his toughness, I think he can pick that up pretty quickly. But I do. I'm intrigued by Zach Moss. Nowhere near the same level as Cam Akers, but I am intrigued by him. I do think I do kind of put him in the same tier as Edward Solaire. There there's nothing elite about either. Yeah, it wouldn't I, surprise I would me be, at all if he moved up to five for me. Yeah. And C C E H dropped same. one. Uh, but I would I would be happy with my team bringing, you know, either one of those guys in. Zach Moss, if he came to Miami, I, I would be I would be positive about it. So I'll I'll say that. Arms bring Let's hear the, the hate. hate. I don't hate him as bad as you think, but so Seven games, thirty plus, uh, a thirty plus yard game. A downhill guy doesn't wow you with too much of anything. Like doesn't you know make it? He just doesn't make people miss. When you say nobody brings him down on the first tackle or first hit, well, that's because he's not making anybody miss. Like it's just he's gliding through somebody. He's hard to tackle. Absolutely very hard to tackle. He's very hard to tackle, but he's also just like he's getting hit two three yards from the line of scrimmage. He's busting through it, but the next guy's getting him. Um, I'll take four to five uh, yards uh, every time. But this this is what the Pac-12 <laughs> now, and not the NFL. All right, the NFL. He's not well, going. Yeah, he's going to have better offensive line, and I you know, all doubt it. I doubt it. Utah is a good team. Okay, but he's comparatively, have an, he's going to have an NFL offensive line. It's going to be better. Okay, Utah in the Pac-12 is good. You understand that? He had fourteen hundred and sixteen <laughs> yards. How many offensive linemen on Utah is going to go to the NFL? Maybe one. How many defensive linemen in the Pac-12 are going to the NFL? Not a lot. <laughs> Anyhow, the, like a, <laughs> the kid seems to have a, a pretty good spin move. Like that's, he does. That's about it. Like that's. <sighs> it's like he's got one move, and all the rest of it's just run and run straight. Like he doesn't. He doesn't lose yards. I'll give you that. Like I don't hate him from that aspect, but. Um, I think it's going to have to be a scheme situation before I like his landing spot. Like he's going to have to go to a, a power run, you know, someone who doesn't ask him to do a lot of a lot of left and right, a lot of anything, uh, according to your no. Your I don't. Break I think he'd be. A good, I, I have him as I, honest to God. I've got him like tenth. Woo! I think Woo-hoo. he'd be a good fit for like Houston or. One, one cut scheme something yeah. like that yeah this, this shame he can't cut but yeah this means that you have the guy i hate the most ahead of a guy that i actually like in zach moss which is nuts I, it wouldn't lead, shock lead me if he, off he tested horribly in the 40 and the drill agility drills like bad like to drop his stock lead, lead us to water i don't even here. like my seven or eight that's just who i have down but let's go <laughs> so, so my six i is, do like my seven my six is actually the michael p Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even have him down here. I yeah, he might be in the. Sleeper. I watched a little bit of tape, but I didn't get him wrote down. Maybe in the sleeper episode. Uh, Florida running back. Uh, they run running back up by committee, so doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. Uh, had 132 carries for 676 yards, six touchdowns, 40 more receptions uh, for 220 or excuse me, 262 and five. Here's what I see with him: he's quick, decisive, basically one cut and go. Um, he was ranked usually a couple spots behind Zach Moss in most people's drafts, and I literally just – that's one of my notes. He just – I like him better than Zach Moss. I think his NFL potential is higher. Yeah, I don't – I got nothing on him, so uh, moving on. I, he'll probably be in a sleepers episode. He just wasn't in my top Yeah, I'm definitely – I mean, this is definitely early. 
Yeah, yeah. We yeah, got the combine the coming up. I mean, it could change some things with some of these guys. Not the top, but you know some yeah. of these back end guys. It could change a lot of. Things. Yeah, I mean, we're talking third, third to fifth round guys at this yeah. point. Who's your next guy, Arms? Just because. Well, give us your next guy and then pass it over to Hux. <laughs> Darius Anderson, TCU. Dang oh, on. Me either. Okay, Hux. Who's your next guy? My number seven is Eno Benjamin from Arizona State. There we go. There we go. We're on the right track. Now. All right. I don't even have him down. And <laughs> I won't before long because I he's he's the guy that a lot of consensus top eights and I don't like him I don't like him much at all. Uh the little bit I got wrote down is he's actually a pretty good power runner for his size. He's kinda of smaller, but he, he runs with more power than what his size shows. Um he's got pretty good patience. I mean he's he can catch the ball pretty well. Yeah, I I it. think he's good in the open field a little bit. He's yeah. got he's got solid moves. He's a hard runner. I just see him as a half step slow. I don't see anything that pops out at all. He's not big. No, uh, no not at all. He's he the the guy is uh, dropping ten pounds to try to improve his forty time, but he's not going to play in the NFL at under two hundred pounds. So what's it matter? Yeah, I got him at five ten two oh one, but yeah, if he's trying to. He's already yeah, down in the he's already down the one nineties, yeah. I guess. Like I, you know, I just if you're not fast, you're not fast. I, I just don't see anything special about the guy. I mean, he could be a decent change of pace, in my opinion. But, but if, are you, can you be a change of pace back if you're not that fast? I, I just well, I mean, we see you know guys what I mean? like Jordan Howard be a change of pace back. Like he could be somebody he's a breather that guy. Out. Yeah, breather guy. I just I, there was nothing that stood out about him. His toughness a little bit, like, you know, at the goal line, he really fought to get in. He fights for everything he gets. He's just not that athletically gifted, unfortunately. So, not a big fan of Eno Benjamin. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I just had him wrote down as my seven. I'm not a huge guy. I didn't have a whole lot wrote down, but. he's. I mean, he averaged 4.3 yards a carry. Yeah, no. Like, he, Jesus criminy. In in college, that's just not good that's, enough. I mean, it's, it's garbage in college, is what it is. I mean, that that if if that's all you're doing in the Pac-12, like, you are you are not an NFL running back. Who we got next? Rounding it off, give us any guys you got next because me and Huck's got one apiece. All right, hold on. So give so us give us I'll your give guys. You, from I'll give you Darius Anderson. State. But uh, his nickname Jet for a reason. Like, well, I don't want to talk about him. I just hey, want to know who you got. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the reasoning behind it. Uh, he's small, though. 5'9", 195. You were talking about that 200 mark kind of is the magic number. Um, shifty, he's got elite speed and runs with power for his size. But very similar to like Michael P. Ryan, not a uh, not not a lot of carries in college. You know, had Donald, Donnell Pumphrey-like power, right? This guy's got more power than okay. Donnell okay. Pumphrey. Don't worry. Um XFL superstar. Don't don't hit him too much. Not a uh, you know not a ton of carries. One hundred fifty one yards, but got eight hundred twenty three yards out of six touchdowns. Just um, I think he's going to be an excellent change of pace for somebody. Change of pace guy. He's not going to be a three down guy. Um, I don't think Michael P Ryan's going to be a three down guy. A um, couple of the other guys I've got uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. That's my number eight. Okay, go ahead. You go on him. I uh, don't have a lot wrote down. Uh, don't even really care for the guy much, but he just had me a number eight. Um, he's not a very good pass protector. He's a hard runner. I think he's probably just a two down back. He's average at receiving. Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, he if he if he don't work on the pass protection, he's probably not going to play a whole lot. Um, 
And unless I see some more I like, that's just where I'm at at my number eight. you have anything on him? I, I do not. You guys left me one of my biggest sleepers that I consider a top eight to, to end the show with. you have anybody before yeah, I end well, the show with McFarland? I'll talk about Keyshawn Vaughn real quick. Go ahead. Um, runs with more power than Wiggle. Could be a solid late round pick, but we're talking like late late pick uh, for yeah, someone who I'd, doesn't I'd say fifth sixth round for him. Yeah, but someone who doesn't need a running back, but in, could get an opportunity through injury. I don't think he's like if he's off my fantasy radar. I'll tell you that much. Then then comes AJ Dillon. All right, it's got, it's, that's a both those guys Vaughn and Dillon. I'm excited to watch some tape on and, and get into a, another episode. So. Um, Dylan, six foot two forty five. Um, they're thinking he might move to fullback in the NFL, and I'd hate to see it, man. He's he's explosive for his size, as you talked about with Moss. Rarely tackled on the first contact. Uh, very north south, but has some moves. Um, it, my thought on him: it's going to be interesting if somebody tries to uh, get, make him discount Derrick Henry. Discount D D D H. Yeah, I, I very little on AJ Dylan. I watched. I I did watch a few games with him. I mean, not full games, but over you know the last couple of years in the ACC. But I mean, he's a good short yardage guy, obviously because of his size. But I mean, um, man, he had some. I mean, some chunk plays. Yeah, there. he did. But I mean, I think that that could be his best role. Maybe as a short yardage guy. Probably. Uh, I mean, two hundred forty-five pounds most likely yeah, is. I mean. But let's let's keep in mind. Have, we we thought the same lot. thing about Derrick Henry. Like that that was the general consensus is that. Uh, I don't know. Man, I don't know if that was. A I don't think anyone thought he was going to be a three-down back in the NFL. Really. No, I did. Yeah, just because, dude, he's got some wheels, man. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I liked him a lot. The only reason I didn't jump at the chance to draft him is because, you know, pass catching. I was. I was. I'm looking for that guy that gives me a thousand and a thousand, if at all possible. And and he wasn't that guy. But now I'm pretty high on Henry because he's just a special talent. Oh yeah. Far higher on him than it was. I yeah. tell you that much. So I'll uh, to to end it off right at an hour, right where we want to be. You guys left me one of my favorite guys in this draft, not exactly for fantasy production, but just potential, potential, potential. Anthony McFarland out Booger? of Maryland. Booger, Booger McFarland, not Booger. Oh, not Booger. Anthony okay. McFarland out of Maryland. Uh, kids five nine, one ninety eight. Little bit undersized, little bit slender, but if he had, if he could add ten pounds to his frame. The guy could possibly be a real surprise at the next level. This guy is speed. He is fast. Chris Johnson fast, at least when you're watching the tape on the field. Dude looks Chris Johnson fast. He was really good in 2018. Injuries derailed his 2019. If he can stay healthy, though, this guy is somebody that could be a really good player in the league, given the right opportunity with the right workout regimen. And he, if he can somehow keep that speed, if he adds ten pounds, this kid could be could be a real sleeper, could be a real value pick as well. I like Anthony McFarland a lot. I had him as my number seven because I'd be willing to take the chance on him if I'm an NFL team where the name of the game right now is speed. Anthony McFarland's got it probably more than anybody else in his class. He's probably going to jump off the charts at the combine. Not so. sure that you, I mean, no, because this might be a, even a personal, you know, because he's redshirt sophomore, and he's not, you know, one of the highest guys. I wonder what made him come out. I, I think it's that potential and that speed. I, I think he's banking on himself at the combine. Because, I mean, yeah. some guys do go to the combine. Chris Johnson's one of them. 
what's what the old Chris Henry, not the wide receiver, but the running back, the Arizona kid. Yeah. Yeah. That guy had no business being drafted where he was drafted, but the combine put him there. Yeah, he ran so, like a four three two or something. Yeah. So I mean I think Anthony McFarland could open a lot of eyes at the combine and teams are like all right, we're going to draft this kid in the late third or early. He really fourth. isn't kind of an unknown because I'm just I looked him up as you're talking about him. Only 269 career touches in yeah. college. Here's the best part about him. I'm sorry, but I pull I, pull, I was pulling him up as well. I uh, tried to get some stats on him. Six foot, one ninety eight. But they got a picture of Booger. <laughs> they got, they've got all of his information is from Maryland. A, is that just a Google? Google? Yeah, uh, just a random Google search. Has a picture of Garland Junior. Oh, oh god, that is great. God, that uh, is yeah. Well, there's your claim to fame is Booger. Unfortunately, you can't even get your own picture on, on the, NFL, internet. the draft network. They're this guy. They're. Uh, NFL comparison for him is Ahmad Bradshaw. What do you think about that? I, I Ahmad Bradshaw was a solid back, but I don't really see a lot of Bradshaw in him. Just not what I see on tape. But I, I just see I see a possible game breaker. I see a little bit of Kamara, a little bit of Chris Johnson. Now somebody just needs to develop him and hope he stays healthy. Does he have a receiving abilities of those yeah. two guys you just said? Yeah, not maybe not of those two guys, but he's a capable patch uh, patch. Okay, he's a capable patch catcher, capable pass catcher. So there you go. Hmm. Hour I'm in. I'm not looking anymore. Yeah, uh, watch. watch. It, the tape is pretty exciting. It's not long because he doesn't have a ton of run in college, but dude's fast, really fast. So so the Raiders are going to take him. We Raiders. don't need we don't need a running back. Raiders all you day need long. A you, number you, you, two. You Jalen Rashard ain't. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We'll see if we take him. It, it, hope fourth round. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So there is our first round of running backs. Obviously, we got a lot of off season to go. First round of running backs. First, yeah. not round first round running backs. backs. Yeah. But we got a lot of time to go. There's more guys to break tape down on, but. We wanted to at least get the top guys out there. I hate to even mention Eno Benjamin as one of the top guys. So, anyways, Listen, we, there's there's like thirty guys worth looking at. It's a good draft, like yeah. really good draft. We'll probably find a diamond in the rough listed as like the twentieth best back to come yeah, out this year. Yeah, jump up to like five. It's like, oh yeah, yeah no, this guy. Uh, yeah, oops, it happens. So, join us next week. We're going to talk wide receivers. That could be a lengthy show. Oh, Jesus Christ. That could be. Oh, we, we may also, not get out of the SEC. We could just run top 10 and just keep working. There's a lot. There's plenty of offseason to go. Oh, so, my God. join us next week. Hopefully, you enjoyed a little rookie talk. Follow us at the Back Row Show on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, you can also click a little donate button. Help us uh, get Hux a new pair of studio headphones. I'm down. With I'll that. take it. He'll take it. Mark's out. Peace out. You guys have a good night. Good night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.